CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Wednesday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Glad you've joined us. Looking forward to being with you for about the next hour as we get together every weekday afternoon at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at those current events that are just driving everybody in the world crazy right now. And, well, what we hear in church is that even in the Bible at all. If you've got a question you'd like to ask us, again, that number, 8888-ASK. CSN will do our very best to get to your question today. Joining me today, Jeff Wickwire from Turning Point Church in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Hi and welcome, Jeff. Hey, everybody. Good to hear you, Mike. Good to see you again. It's been a while. We took a little vacation, went to Colorado, and now we're back in the saddle. So it's good to be with you. Looking forward to some good questions today. Well, you too. It's always a blessing to be with you, Jeff, and uh, all the things God has you doing. It's always a blessing that you take that time. And uh, thanks for the program, Hardwired, that we have here uh, following to every man and answer or so. Uh, and so it's always a blessing to have you with us and look forward to answering some of those questions with you. You know, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now. And again, I believe um, redeem the time. The days, in fact, are very evil. Amen. 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call. And with that, we'll go ahead, go to the phones. We have Wayne on the line in Redlands, California. Hi, and welcome. Hi, Wayne. Hey, how you doing there, sir? Good. How may we help? Well, um, I, I think somebody in this country is trying hard to avoid a a very important input regarding the southern border issue. And I thought I'd get uh, your observation, if not ideas, about how that southern border issue is playing into today's economy. And I think somebody is deliberately avoiding that topic. Um, And I here we are in an economic mess, and everybody's put the, the word uh, inflation and, and uh, troubled economy at the top of the list of priorities in this country today. But I find it odd that if we're talking about economic issues, positive or negative, that they have not completely outlined the southern border issue and how it plays into our economy today, sir. Well, and it's interesting, and uh, no doubt the the people that are deliberately doing this, this the, the southern border being overran is not by accident. It's definitely on purpose to destroy America. That's just the only way it is. The fentanyl pouring across the border, killing literally millions of people. Uh, when you look at what's really going on here, you realize that the Roman Empire was never conquered. Its borders were overran. Sound familiar? Doing it on purpose. They could stop it. They don't care about crime. Joe Biden and the team in Washington have no care about crime whatsoever as the drugs pour across the southern border. It's really an outrage. I I think it's treasonous. I, I, I believe that what we're seeing happening to our country is absolutely appalling. Um... 
The American news media sets back in the red, white, and blue newsrooms at 5 o'clock and 10 o'clock at night. There is left, there is communist as, as Pravda, uh, the, the uh, official uh, news voice of Russia. Uh, they don't tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you the truth. Uh, they, they have the agenda. They're all in the same bucket of worms together. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, it, you have to sit back and, and say it's intentional. There's no way it's not intentional. Uh, they're either really, really low IQ'd <laughs> or it's intentional. And these are college-educated people that are letting this happen. And, you know, it's uh, you, you have millions of people coming across the border illegally when our nation has the fairest immigration laws in the world if they wanted to come across illegally they easily could. And so you have to ask yourself, why aren't they? And why is our leadership uh, allowing illegal entry? Well, it's people, I'm not saying all of them, but most of the ones that come over illegally have no interest really in assimilating into American culture. Uh, I, I know that a lot of them want to change our culture into their culture. And uh, so they're not they're not desirous of, of assimilating. Um, they don't respect our law. And yet our leadership is welcoming them with open arms. And of course, we believe, at least in part, in the hopes that they'll vote on their side. And um, I think uh, and I think part of what's shocking them right now is there is a huge turning of Latinos away from that particular party. And um, they're just not going there. They don't like what they see. But, you know, Mike, we read so many people who used to live in totalitarian cultures, societies, and they have they have gone on television. They've written articles. They've gone on social media expressing great fear that what they saw happening in their own country, which made them flee their own country, they're now watching happen in America. And that is the totalitarian, socialistic, slash communistic type thinking instead of uh, capitalism, which uh, created the greatest uh, economic engine in the history of the world. So that's where we are. And all we can do is really, well, we can do a lot. We can pray. We can vote. I voted last week, Mike. It took me quite some time to get to that little voting booth, but I did it <laughs> because you know, people tend to say, well, you know, it won't make any difference if I don't vote. Oh, it can make a huge difference because if everybody thought like that, then we would never win anything. But you vote values, not a person, not a party. Values, biblical yeah, exactly. values. And yeah. that's what I did. I, I voted biblical values. And I really believe if Paul, Peter, James, John, or Jude were in American culture, uh, they would vote. And they would vote for biblical values. Why, why would you not pull the lever for life? Why would you not pull a lever for freedom? Why would you not pull a lever for freedom of speech, the right to bear arms? Why would you not pull a lever for that? That's a value. And we need to vote values. So encourage all of our listeners, please vote. Please vote biblical values. Because, wow, this, this midterms coming up, uh, you know, we say it every time, but I don't think, Mike, I can remember 
one that is more important than this one. No, this is the this is it because if if they don't, I think if if we don't go in and clean up the whole voting system in America, they're they're saying what we need to go back to is one person, one ID, one vote, no mail in stuff. You just right. just. This will eliminate it. I guarantee you the whole complex of America will change because there is so much fraud going on. I don't care what CBS says, NBC, ABC, CNN. The last election was full of fraud. Absolutely, without a doubt. When they say there wasn't, they are lying through their teeth. They're part of the dark side. Friends, we proved it here at CSN where people call and we have their names. We keep them on record because they wanted to let us know they got nine mail-in ballots in their mailbox. One guy had gotten two, one at his house and one at his father's house for himself. They were, sell- they were sending out mail-in ballots like they, were, like they were penny candy. That's the problem. You don't know really who's even winning anymore because you have all the fraud going on. Oh, the elect- elections were 100% legitimate. That is a lie from the pit of hell. They know it. This is why they have to keep repeating the lie. Again, when you get nine ballots and there's only three people living in the house... Guess what? This is the crazy stuff that's going on. So, no, if everybody votes, I believe that um, we might be able to outchase the cheating that they're doing. Oh, yes, they always do. Hope that helps. I find that absolutely alarming in this voting election period oh, yeah. term that uh, the two parties are so close together on the voting issues. Listen, if we cared about recovery of our country and quality of our life, Mike, the, there should be only 10% of Democrats voting Democratic. Uh, if we care about the, uh, the quality of our life and a better economy in these United States, it would be, you would think it'd be an 80, 90% voting landslide in this election. Oh, it would be, and it, and it really, I believe, is. I think you have all the massaging of the facts going on. I remember Ronald Reagan years ago, he, when he was running for re-election, or no, when he was running, yeah, when he was running for re-election, he, he asked the question, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Then vote for me, is what he said. If you're not, then you have the alternative. Well, everybody was a lot better off. I remember the Jimmy Carter years when we had 18.5% interest, and people bragged about that on their house. Now, the good news is houses didn't cost as much money back then, but nevertheless, uh, you know, inflation, all that. The thing is, who today can say, boy, I'm sure a lot better off than I was two years ago? I think everybody. And now I read the article that said, they're looking at diesel shortages, a uh, diesel fuel in America, which the farmers need to plow the fields, which truckers need to get the food to the stores, which diesel uh, trains need to move the, the rail lines and all. Uh, when you stop to think about it, they said there's 20. Well, that was a week ago. There's only like 25 uh, days left of diesel in America. We ran out of baby diapers. We, we, we find all the, the baby formulas, all this kind of insanity. This was never when the way it was when Trump was president. We, we didn't have, uh, you know, 
after adjusting the real numbers, we didn't have 21% inflation. They say it's 8%, but that's because they changed the way they ta- they calculate it uh, f- from 20 years ago. They said if you calculate it the way 20 years ago, it's at 21%, the worst inflation since 1946. Now, when you start to look at this in reality, we realize we're all in worse shape. I mean, I, I don't know where they say, well, gasoline's down to $3.60 a gallon. I don't know where that's at. It isn't here in Idaho. Man, in California, it's about double that amount. Um, you look at these these numbers that these these people throw out, you just go, what in the world? What planet? American news media at night, I don't know how they can look into a camera and, and, and smile and lie to the American public the way they do. But they do. And like I say... We just need to pray, pray, pray. Be it about our Father's business, Wayne, and let the Lord shine through. Stay in line, Wayne. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs, and um, thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Devin in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. Yeah, hey, this is Devin uh, here in Hilo. How are you? Well, good. How's, how's, how's weather in Hilo today? Oh, it's the same as every day. It's uh, currently uh, about 70 degrees. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's so funny when you watch the, the weather forecast there in Hilo um, and, and probably for most of Hawaii. High today, 82. Overnight, low, 72. High tomorrow, 82. Overnight, low. Tomorrow, 72. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, all you have to know is 82 and 72, and you know the year's forecast. It's amazing. But anyway, Devin, how can we help? Oh, thank you. Um, so my wife, uh, God bless, just uh, recently found Jesus. And, Wonderful. Um, we're very excited about that. And uh, she's jumping in with both feet, reading the Gospels, reading the Bible, and mm. wants to minister to others. Um, she has a lot of good questions, but she did come up with one that I don't know. Um, and uh, it's a tough one, and hopefully you could help. Um, okay. She's talking about the tribulation and... Uh, and, you know, Revelation is a confusing book, but uh, when it comes to the rapture, um, when we're preparing to minister to others, we should prepare prior to the uh, tribulation or mid-tribulation. Those are two different things we need to prepare to help others. And I don't know when we should—when when does the Bible say that the, the rapture of the church is going to happen? Is that something that's prior to um, the tribulation and— uh, yes, I believe it is. Here, here's why. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 24, as in the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Men be. They were eating, drinking, marrying, given and married. It was party time. They didn't know that there was an impending judgment to come upon the entire world. Today, globally, we have eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage, just like before. The world does not know there's an impending judgment coming. I do not believe what Jesus is talking about there in Matthew 24, at least at that particular point, is the second coming of Christ. Because when you read Revelation chapter, really, uh, well, from chapter 6 on, you have global problems. And by the mid to late uh, uh, seven-year period of time, and right before the end of the seven-year period of time, All the grass is burnt up. All the trees are burnt up. Every living thing in the sea is dead. There's no real fresh drinking water. It's turned to blood. Um, uh, A famine is everywhere. 
It isn't describing that which Jesus said, as in the days of Noah were. You're talking mere survival before Jesus Christ comes back. In fact, Jesus said it in Matthew 24. He said, unless those days were shortened, there'd be no flesh saved. That's how bad it's going to be. It's not going to be just, well, you know, we're going to just, you know, slug it on through. No, I believe it's going to be uh, well, I, I, Revelation 6 says, and they cried out to the rocks and the mountains, fall on us and hide us, for the wrath of the Lamb has come. Wow! You, you, that doesn't sound like uh, eat, drink, and be merry. The second thing is, where is bride? Why would God subject his bride to his, not the devil's, but his judgments on an unbelieving world? This is why there's the 144,000 Jews who are witnesses to do God's work. You have the two witnesses in the streets of Jerusalem warning people not to take the mark of the beast, as well as the angels flying through the midst of heaven doing the same thing. Well, where's the church all this time? Well, if you study Revelation, you'll find the church is not mentioned again on this earth after chapter 3. They're found in heaven. And that's where we want to be right before the tribulation begins. Jeff, your thoughts? Yeah, the Bible is very clear. First Thessalonians 4, there's uh, two types of people. There's there's raptured saints and there's tribulation saints. So uh, right now, uh, we are uh, amongst that generation and, and that part of the church that is going to be raptured. Uh, but there's, there's tribulation saints. Those are going to be saved during the tribulation under the preaching of the 144,000 Jewish Billy Grahams, so to speak, <laughs> and yeah. as well as uh, the angel that is sent from corner to corner of the globe, uh, preaching the gospel, warning people not to take the mark of the beast. And so there is, by the grace of God, you know, our God is so merciful, so good, so loving, so long-suffering, that even during this terrible tribulation period where nothing like it has ever happened on the earth before as mike was saying everything you know all the rivers and oceans turn to blood there's no greenery uh most of the marine life has died uh, a huge swath of the human population has died it's it's a very grim scene but even during these 21 judgments the sealed judgments the trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments 21 in all, seven apiece. Uh, even during all of that, the gracious, merciful God is looking out for winning souls, sending the gospel message. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people saved during the tribulation. Now, it won't be easy. They will be stalked. Many of them will be martyred. Um, they, will, um, have it, they will have a very rough go of it because... Antichrist, when they refuse the mark of the beast, is going to make life a living hell for them. But the grace of God will sustain them. They will overcome. We see them in the book of Revelation having overcome and being rewarded for overcoming. So even though they're in that very, very uh, tough time period of the tribulation, uh, God's going to take care of them. But that's just it. The church right now, the pre-raptured church, and then the tribulation saints. Two different kinds. But clearly the Bible says the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together 
with them in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a glorious, incredible moment that's going to be, and it's coming. Mike? Amen. So being about our Father's business so important in the days we're living in, and uh, you know, Devin, I'm really glad to hear that she's accepted the Lord and uh, doing well. Are you, are you currently going to church then? Absolutely, yes, and being a part of it as best as we can, um, and uh, just trying to, you know, minister to the community and tell our story, too, so we uh, we want to be clear about about that, and you were, you, you know, you definitely gave us a, a you know, good insight about that, about when that rapture, pre-raptured saints, and post, that makes sense, why there was some confusion there. So we were not even going to be around during the Mark of the Beast, then the church is not. No, that, because the Mark of the Beast is chapter 13, and you're about halfway through the tribulation at that time. Now, you, you know, they're they're putting the pressure more and more to capitulate to the one world order. But uh, from Revelation 13 on, uh, well, you can't buy or sell without the marked name or number of the beast tattooed on your hand or on your forehead. And it may very well uh, vary between the cultures and the advancement of technology in the particular areas, whether it's a mark, name, or number. But we do know that without that mark, you're not going to buy or sell. And it is selling your soul out to the world system. Uh, and so um, that's why you have the angels going through the midst of heaven, warning people uh, not to take the mark of the beast. Um, uh, Devin, if I can ask, where are you going to church at there? going to it's called the house it's in hilo oh the house in hilo okay um and so well that's great and and um uh again i'll send you some books some dvds i think your wife will really like it you and your friends will like it you know you can you can get a pizza there and, and uh uh sit down and watch it while you're watching the movie eat it while you're watching the movie and and i think you really uh really uh use them for evangelism it's so important so, um, yeah, did you have any other questions? No, you answered that one. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more. But uh, Well, you, you know, keep we'll... asking. And, and here's the thing what I was going to tell you, Devin, which is really important. Um, people say, well, uh, you know, mid-trib rapture or no rapture at all. Jesus just comes back. What's the purpose then in Jesus saying, watch and be ready? You don't know what hour your Lord's going to come since he can't come back to the middle of the tribulation. So you have the mid-trib ideas, which I think are really messed up, because Jesus said just the opposite, watch and be ready. Uh, and so, again, I believe it's very important. I believe that it's either the Ezekiel 38 war that we may witness or the rapture, but I believe these are one of the two things that are on the next prophetic calendar. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, it could happen anytime. There's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the Lord Jesus to come and take his church. Uh, it could happen before we're off this program, which would be great with me, because I've often thought I would love to be preaching or teaching or something like that when the trumpet blows and the Lord comes and we go. But uh, it could happen anytime. So uh, always be ready. That's That's really the message of Christ when he talked about the end times and his return. He repeated over and over again in his parables and then just outright said it. Uh, be always ready for you know not the day or the hour your Lord comes. He's going to come like a thief in the night when people didn't expect it. And uh, so our, our ours is to be ready 
to to plan like he's not coming back in our lifetime, but to live like he could come back in the next 60 seconds. Amen. Amen. Devin, stay in line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. Leave your phone number, if you will. Maybe we can give you a call if we get over there. So, uh, Devin, God bless you. I hope that answers it for you. It does. You know, my wife actually just heard something you said, that she's Jewish. So she's now concerned that she's going to be Uh one of the 144 left behind behind me. And I don't, I think that we're like married as one. So No, and the good news teller, it says they are men and they are virgins. And there's 144,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, just so nobody can mess it up. Yet people do. Well, no, our church has the 144,000. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You're telling stories. It says there are 144,000 men virgins from the 12 tribes of Israel. The Bible calls them his servants during the tribulation time. Now, again, people say, well, I thought there were the lost tribes. Listen, the advent of DNA, God's got it all figured out. People know who they are, where they're from. So all we got to do is just trust God's best word. It's always going to be the truth. And so uh, tell her, don't worry about that. Uh, In fact, what a wonderful thing to understand from a Jewish standpoint who Messiah really is. What a wonderful... if If she has accepted Christ... Uh, she's she's rapture ready. Amen. She, Amen. She won't be left because she's Jewish. No. No way. No. In fact, that's what uh, that's why Jesus came first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. So uh, anyway, uh, Devin, leave your information there for you and we'll we'll try to catch up with you. Great. Thank you, guys. Devin, God bless you. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Christine, Sacramento, California. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Um, I have a question about the election. And there's a candidate, which is the Republican candidate, that there's this negative um, campaign against him for like, like twisted sexual stuff. And, um, and he actually came on one ad that he apologized for that stuff when he was younger, but that he's not that person anymore. So I'm struggling with I definitely don't agree with the Democratic side and what their policies and political views are. But yet I'm struggling because if this, you know, Republican candidate is morally corrupt or not who I believe should be in office, who do I vote for? Well, we're not voting for a pastor. You're voting for somebody that will represent you in our government with the same value system. Now, all I can say is Jesus looked at the Pharisees. He without sin cast the first stone as they caught the woman in adultery. So I, I think we want to be careful because if that was the case, um, you, you see so much stuff going on today in the world. It's, it, are they, have, is it behind them? Are they practicing it? We're going to talk more about this, Christine, on the other side of the break. Jeff, I want your input on it. And we'll be back for more right after this. We'll be right back. The abortion pill now accounts for over 50% of all abortions and is readily available in all states. Preborn Ministry continues to stand with women in crisis in their darkest hour and bring hope and life. After Marissa took the abortion pill, she immediately regretted it, but Preborn was there for her. Look at that baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. This here's heartbeat. 
By the amazing grace of God, this baby was saved, but there are so many more who need our help. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. Or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Wondering what to do with your extra car or truck? Donating your present vehicle to CSN Radio is convenient easy, and may qualify you for a tax deduction. Best of all, your donation of a car truck will make a big difference in supporting CSN Radio. Why not donate your extra vehicle today? All you need to do is complete a simple online donation form or call 1-800-357-4226 and we'll take care of the rest. We'll pick up your vehicle arrange to have your donation towed, and provide you with a tax deduction receipt, all at no charge to you. Call 1-800-357-4226 or go online at csnradio.com and click on the car donation button. Thanks for your support. Back to part two of Every Man Answer on this Wednesday with Jeff Wickwire in Texas at Turning Point Church there in Fort Worth. And I'm glad you're with us, Jeff, today. We have Christine on the line and um, uh, asking about uh, candidates. And sometimes they're past. It's been a little sketchy. But um, again, we're not voting for pastors, are we? We're voting for people that will represent our values uh, in, uh, in the uh, places of government. Yeah, it's a values vote. Uh, you know, most nations in the world don't have a vote. Uh, you just yeah. look at what goes on in the, in the totalitarian communist regimes, and it, it's just simply awful. They have no choice. So um, we have a vote. And since we have a vote, then we ought to go vote because we have the opportunity to vote values, biblical values like life, freedom of speech, right to carry and bear arms, uh, you name it, the, the rights given to us as creations of God and by the Bill of Rights that our, our nation uh, was founded on. So to not vote, I, I like to tell people, if you don't vote, don't complain. Yeah. If you don't, don't vote, you have no right to complain because if you don't like the way things are, then get out there and vote values. So when I went in last week, you know, I... I voted pure values. I'm not, I'm not voting for a person, for a personality, for somebody's charisma, uh, or for the, the R in front of their name. I'm voting values. And if, if, uh, if they don't have my values, I'm not going to vote for them. Now, one total non-negotiable is I will not ever pull the lever for somebody who is pro-choice or pro-abortion. Never, never going to happen. So if somebody's not pro-life, um, never going to get my vote. I'm not going to look at them twice. But I vote for life. I vote for freedom. Because, you know, Mike, our freedoms are slipping away. If you look in places oh, like, I, I read a story today 
uh, that took place in Canada. Here, a pastor in Canada, you know, right next door, here's a pastor who had his congregation outside during the COVID epidemic. And lo and behold, they're outside and, and they're distanced. There's no danger at all of transmission. And all of a sudden, here's a police helicopter over their head. The helicopter lands on church property. The pastor in front of his congregation and wife and children is handcuffed and carried to jail. Just today, he was vindicated in court because a new, um, what we would call district attorney had been established in Canada. And he said what happened to him was an atrocity. But I want you to think, he wasn't doing anything. And yet they arrested this man for simply meeting in a Christian gathering on the out, in the outside with his congregation. And they took him to jail, shamed him, humiliated him. So he said that it's worked out for the furtherance of the gospel because God has used it. But, you know, you look at our own country and we're seeing more and more persecution of Christians and Christian principles and Christian values. It's amazing what's happening in our schools. It is stunning, astonishing. It's mind numbing what's happening in our school system. You have four, you have elementary school kids, seven years old, eight years old, who are, who are being allowed to choose their gender. Say, you know, I'm a boy. I was born a boy, but I just feel like a girl. And there, the teachers are being forced to address them by the female pronouns. And so are the students. And if you don't do that, depending on the state that you're in, you can literally be kicked out of school. Uh, you, you can be in trouble with the law. You can be in trouble with family courts. Uh, it, it is, Mike, I, I look at it and I, and I just, I, I go, you know, it, it's an old saying and it's, and it's a cliche, I know. But the lunatics are, the inmates are running the asylum. We're, yeah, yeah, you know, an eight-year-old, think of an eight-year-old waking up and going, you know, today, I just feel like I'm a girl. And so I want to, you know, dress like a girl, go to school, dress like a girl, and I want to be called she instead of he. And all of the adults are subservient to that eight-year-old's decision. Amazing. It's, yeah. it's truly, it's stunning. And uh, so if there was ever a time, Mike, and I know many in the audience agree, to, if we're going to preach the gospel, it needs to be now. Stand strong now. Grow a spine now. Don't apologize for Christ. Don't apologize for biblical values. Don't apologize for uh, taking a stand for righteousness. Don't worry about what men think. They're all going to die someday, just like you. Don't worry about the opinion of men, but we are in a titanic struggle, I believe, for the very soul and future of this nation on many different levels. Well, whether America, struggle. whether America is going to be a communist nation or a free nation. Yeah, that's what that's what it really comes exactly. down to, because these guys want the government to be the nanny state. They want to supply what you want. 
instead of God supplies all your need according to his riches and glory, the government will supply everything. And you just work right. mindlessly for the government and they provide you row housing and provide you everything. Right. And all this and you, you go to Russia, Moscow, you see these row houses where there's there's uh uh, you know, hundreds of people living under one roof in these rooms, like like just apartment rooms, uh, treated like animals. Animals. You don't have any freedom of expression there. And they don't want any freedom of expression here. They don't like the free enterprise system where, man, if you can build a better mousetrap and advance humankind uh, 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 in a better way, they don't want that. The government will control everything. You will sign the papers. And this is the sick mentality because the dumbing down of America has worked. You see, you can't, you don't know how to think anymore. You're told what to think. And that's dumbing down. In other words, you can't come to conclusions on your own that I can think, well, I can think I can build something better than that. No, you can't. The government will control everything. And that's exactly what they're doing. Well, this this idea of the utopian society, a world without God, no freedom, no nothing. This is what they want, and this is this. Like I said, this is why people were killing themselves to get out of communist Russia, and even today they do, because you have no freedom, and they want to take it away from you here. Remember Nikita Khrushchev, nineteen fifty-seven looked in the American cameras and said, we will bury you. He said, America will be a communist nation. They had put, up, they, they had put into play an action way back then to infiltrate the schools, colleges, seminaries, to reprogram the way American thinks, to abandon our Christian heritage, our roots, and to adopt a socialistic nightmare that has never worked anywhere in the world that it's gone. Oh, they promise you the moon when Venezuela was being taken over by the communists. Oh, free education, free, 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 vote for me, everything's free. (laughs) Yeah, and they get into power and then impoverish everyone. I talked to people that were from Venezuela. She, uh, One of the girls called here and she said, when we were there and they took over, they would come into our house, take whatever they wanted, and you couldn't say a thing. Because, of course, they took away all of our guns so we couldn't fight back. Sound familiar? Ho-ho, friends, America, hold on to your car keys. You're on for a ride of your life when these clowns get in power completely. We just need to be very, very careful because, again, this is not this. This, by the way, the Democratic Party today is not the party of Harry Truman and John Kennedy. John Kennedy fought communism every way he could. Not today. Many of the candidates that are running are confessed communist socialists. They said, well, I'm a socialist. That's what a communist is. And instead of fighting it like John Kennedy did, who was a Democrat, they claim to be a Democrat, and they're encouraging it. See, this is the problem. And this is why nothing makes sense in our government. What is right is wrong. Wrong is right. America doesn't even know what bathroom to go into anymore. Oh, we have, we have excelled in education. The schools need more money. Why? Why? You're turning out people with lower SAT scores than any time in America. 
We need more money. How is it that people that were raised in one-room schoolhouses in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s put people on the moon, and today we don't know what bathroom to go into? Oh, no, America. No, they're, they're selling you a false bill of goods, and then the American news media draped in their red, white, and blue newsrooms. I, I always, it always amazes me. And, and they're just, they're, they're just part of, they're just part of the sewer. That's all they are. That's all I can say. I, there's really no other words, Jeff. I don't know how else to say. Yeah. So Christine, to your question, vote values. Yes. Amen. Vote values. And that's, that's the key. Because we know, we know how those other guys are going to vote. Take away your freedoms. Get in line. Don't ask questions. Christine, hope that helps, dear. Very much. It helped very much because what I found most interesting was is like every other ad was the negative. I saw one ad where that candidate was like, you know, yes, I admit it. I was not the best person, but I put that behind me and, you know, I'm not for that anymore. And here's my values. I saw one. And you don't uh, so, know yeah. what the other candidate's been doing behind closed doors yet. Everybody has skeletons. Everybody's yeah, got yeah, a skeleton. The, the, you know, the, you this know. idea of, of stuff. And, and they always pull, the Democrats, unfortunately, generally pull this every election, that right before the election, the October surprise, and some woman, oh, I, you know, or some guy, I, you know, it's just, like I say, Vote values, you know, and like I say, you might find a Democrat that actually has better values than than a Republican. Vote values. That's why I tell people, you say, well, I don't know how to vote. Read Romans chapter one. That'll tell you right there. One little chapter in the Bible tells you what God will bless and what God will curse. Romans chapter one. Christine, stay on line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs, okay? Thank you. God bless you, Derek. Let's go get him. Steve, Rimrock, Arizona. Hi, welcome. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes, we can. How can we help? Okay. Hey, I, you know, uh, I was thinking that exactly that's the, the tribulation is all about the wrath of God upon the whole world. And, and for him to put it on his bride is absolutely an impossibility. He has to take us out. But you want to talk about the wrath of the lamb. Just look at the bloodbath is in the great wine vat where he says, and there was no one there to help me. He said the time was right. And he went in there and it was a bloodbath what the Lord Jesus does. And there was blood all over his robes. So I would just tell everybody that you don't ever, ever want to be under the wrath of God. Thank Jesus for the grace he's given all of us the forgiveness and the forgiveness we need to shed upon one another. And uh, Amen. praise God for that. Amen. Well, you know, in Revelation, it says, thrust in your sickle for the, literally, the, 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 their wickedness has come to full fruition. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, it says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of that stick at all. Um, Paul the Apostle said the, the reason we preach the cross everywhere we go and we warn men because it is truly a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God on the judgment side because God, because he's a God of holiness, he is a God who judges. And that's what's happening in most of the book of Revelation. It's 
uh, 21 judgments falling down in consecutive order, one after another, uh, on a Christ-rejecting world, and it's a truly fearful thing to read it. And then the whole thing is topped off with the great white throne judgment where everybody who has ever lived and uh, rejected Christ is going to be and rejected God and lived in sin and died in their sins is going to be brought before that great white throne where Christ himself sits on that throne and your whole life passes before you, every word, every action, every thought, every attitude, every decision, every direction your life took, every choice you made, it's going to be played in front of you. And either you've got the attorney, Jesus Christ, with you, who's the only attorney to have, (laughs) and the good news is he's pro bono. Uh, He already paid the price for you. And if you turn to Christ, he is your advocate, your attorney. But if you don't have Christ, you're defending yourself. And that's not going to go well for you. So we say all the time, listen, while you can, turn to Christ. He loves you, died for you, rose from the dead, and will come into your heart this moment where you are in your car, in your home, Amen. watching later on social media. And uh, he will totally change your life around in the blink of an eye. And he'll do what no psychologist can ever do. He'll give you a new heart. Mike? Amen. And so uh, hope that answers it for you. Thank you, Steve. God bless you guys so much. Well, see blessings to you, and may the Lord keep you in his love. I'll send you out a couple of books, a couple of DVDs for calling in. And with that, we'll go to Jose in Yakima, Washington. Hi, welcome. Yeah, hi. Uh, my question is, I'm going through Genesis chapter 6, and yes. I've been getting a lot of opinions about who the sons of God were. And then uh, some say that it was from the from the line of Seth and Cain, mm-hmm. you know, getting together and and uh, out of that came out, you know, those giants too. And then, then other people are saying that it's it's the fallen angels that got together with the daughters of men, and from that, you know, um, giants were were you know came about. So I wasn't really sure um, about that. Well, I, I the idea that they were giants created from uh, angels uh that was a new uh, uh, that that didn't come about to about 300 AD that's when they they some people started saying oh that's what that is i believe it's simply the descendants of seth and here's a couple of reasons why number 1 you've got some tremendous problems with angels having parts sexual parts that would normally never be used because angels do not procreate. There's nowhere in the Bible do you ever find that in the scripture. They're they're warriors, they're messengers, uh, they're protectors, um, but you don't find them ever creating anything. They're spirits. They're spirits. So we have a problem. Now, we know that there were some, some angels that took on the form of humans but to say that they would have all the sexual parts to be able to to have children with a woman, um, this goes into some kind of way extra biblical kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if, if this is the exegesis, the way you take what the Bible's saying and apply it to our lives, what it's really saying, if this is the way you exegete Scripture, um, 
All, all I can say, uh, you, you can go to the stratosphere with anything. Uh, I, I just don't see that there. Um, uh, and and what, when you get to verse 8 of chapter 6, but Noah found grace in the sight of God. Noah was the exception. Everybody had corrupted themselves. And today it's the same problem. Mm-hmm. I see the children of God get involved with non-saved people in the dating world. They start dating them. Now they fall in love and now they don't go to church anymore. In fact, they don't even want to have anything Mm -hmm. to do with God because Mm -hmm. they were unequally yoked together with non-believers. I believe that's exactly what it's talking about. Um, Number two, another great big one is the virgin birth of Christ probably ain't that big a deal. If, If supernatural beings, angels, can have sex with humans and have babies, then why is Mary such a, a, a phenomenon? Uh, uh, well, you know, God impregnated. Well, the angels were impregnating humans. No, I don't find that anywhere in, in Scripture. It is not founded. It is not, I believe, really backed up when you look at the entire picture. So uh, I believe that as... Even Russia tried this for many years, breeding just tall people with tall people to make a super race, a super army. Um, I believe this is probably a lot of what they were doing back then. Um, But we do know that there were giants after the flood, uh, Goliath and all. So uh, your thoughts? Yeah, one really important principle might be the top principle in interpreting scripture is context. Yes. Uh, as I said, in a seminary, a text without a context is pretext, meaning there, if you just pull one verse out of the Bible, like Genesis 6 and uh, verse 2, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. If you just pull that out of its context, you can make make it say a lot of different things. But if you go back and you begin reading at chapter 5, where the whole genealogy of Adam is laid out for us, and we begin to track with the line of Seth, the lineage of Seth, and the lineage of Cain, the godly lineage of Seth and the ungodly lineage of Cain, and then you come to chapter 6 with chapter 5 clearly in your conscious, uh, then, then you will clearly see that this is talking about the line of Seth. It's not talking about angelic um, intervention and, you know, fallen angels coming to earth of their own will and uh, marrying earthly women, because that's what it says they did. So are we to believe that, that demons got married? It doesn't make any sense. There's no way. And, um, so if you just track it and you, it, then, then when you come to the key verses, you connect those dots. And if you connect the dots with what you just read, then you've got to conclude that it's talking about the, the righteous line of Seth began to compromise itself. They began to backslide from their godly principles and they began to be driven not by godly values, but by the sight of their eyes. Mm-hmm. It says they saw that the uh, earthly women, they, they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. So they began choosing women based on their looks, not on their character. 
And that was a backsliding aspect of what happened in the line of Seth. And it got them into all kinds of trouble. They got corrupted. And right about then is where you find God saying, you know what? I'm going to have to bring judgment. I'm done. My spirit is not always going to strive with man. Because here's the the line of Seth, God's righteous lineage, selling itself out to worldly values and uh, choosing families based on pure physical chemistry and not godly character, which always should be involved anytime you're thinking about a friend or a spouse, a pastor, anything. You need to be looking for those godly values. And so that's the way it really goes down for me, Mike. Yeah, and and I, I believe it gets worse. Well, the reason the flood had to come was to kill all the, the super giant uh, angel babies. No, again, now we have to start adding to Scripture to cover bad doctrine. The Bible doesn't teach that. And so it just simply says the children of God. And the Bible uses that reference uh, sons of God in the New Testament concerning those who love God. So I have no problem. Uh, John says, to them gave he power to become the sons of God to as many as those that would believe on his name. Mm-hmm. Hope that helps. Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Um, you guys were talking about context and pretext. Is there um, maybe some books or something that I could use use um, just to stay in context and not you know go to... I, you know, or... yes, I, I, I'll tell you what I like. I, I like commentaries. And, and you have to be careful because you can get a person's opinion. But if you go to Blue Letter Bible, Blue, B-L-U-E, Letter Bible, dot O-R-G, dot O-R-G. And you go there and then it'll pull up for you all kinds of information. And up in the upper left-hand corner, it'll have study guides and study helps. Click on that, and then you can go to the commentaries. And some that I really like, I really like uh, Chuck Smith's. I really like Matthew Henry, which is uh, written about the 1700s. So some of the prophecy there he didn't quite understand. I, I remember reading one thing. He says, it appears that the nation of Israel will become a nation again. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how that could ever be. He says that exact word. And I thought, that is so amazing because, yes, against incredible odds, Israel exists just as the Bible says. But uh, there's a lot of really good ones. Gusick, uh, David Gusick is also very good. And he's one of the ones that we have on here that runs Calvary Bible College. His his, uh, commentary is very good as well. So check that out, blueletterbible.org. Go to Study Helps in the upper left-hand corner, and you can just have a, a, a grand thing, all free. Uh, you can donate to them if you want to do that, which I recommend. But it's a good thing, and uh, I think you'll be blessed, okay? Okay, perfect. Thank you. God bless you. And Jose, uh, um, stay in line. We'll send you out some books, DVDs. I think you'll also enjoy. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that. Stay in line. We'll get you taken care of. And with that, Wow. It goes so fast. Maria, Ed, Joe, Spencer, John, please. It breaks my heart that we just can't get to you. Uh, But if you will call us back tomorrow, first thing, no waiting. Uh, We'll put you right through. Thanks so much uh, for, for being on, Jeff. It's always a blessing to be with you. My pleasure. 
Look forward to being back with you. So until then, may the Lord keep you in his love. God bless you. About Good this night. ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 